Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. In my opinion, it's great to have all three, all three types of accounts, because you can have what's called a blended retirement income stream. And what I mean by that is, let's just say you had a measuring cup and just imagine the different accounts that we talked about. There's three different pots in front of you. You take that measuring cup and you say, okay, we're gonna take a little out of the Roth IRA and that's gonna be tax-free. Okay, good. We're gonna take our measuring cup and we're gonna measure how much we take out of the pre-tax account, the 401k or pre-tax tax deferred type of account, all that's going to be taxable. And then we're going to go for another scoop out of our third type of account, which is our brokerage account. We're going to take a certain amount of money out of that. And some of it may be taxable. Some of it may not be. And the last point I want to make about that third type of account, that brokerage account or non-retirement account, in a year like this, when the market's down, if you have any investments that are down, you can sell them, right? You can sell them and book a loss, which is called a realized capital loss. It's either a short term, if you've owned the investment less than a year, it would be a long term if you've owned the investment more than 12 months. And you have the ability to deduct up to $3,000 in investment losses per year. You might be asking, well, what if I have 10 grand in investment losses? I only get to deduct $3,000 per year? Correct. And then the the remainder, the $7,000 of remaining capital losses would flow to the next year and the next year after that. So you, you get to carry over those losses into future tax years. So there's a benefit there. Now, of course, we don't want to have losses in that non-retirement account, brokerage account. But if you do, at least you're able to deduct those on your taxes. Versus if you have a a loss, an investment loss in your Roth IRA or your pre-tax IRA, guess what? You can't write those off on your taxes. So there's a lot of flexibility here if you do incorporate these three types of accounts. And in retirement, it's just best for, you know, and this is coming from a retirement planner. We want to be very, very calculated with our withdrawals from each type of account. We want to plan ahead of time, meaning you can map out years in advance what your withdrawals would be from each type of account. And the only reason you would need to change those calculations of what your withdrawals or your scoops would be out of each account would be if the tax laws changed, your goals changed, or something like that. The first type of people that I see that fail miserably at retirement, and they're really unhappy, is they go from their working life, getting up, having a purpose every day, working the eight to five, going in, talking to their coworkers, and they kind of have a purpose, they know where they need to be, and that profession, that career, that occupation, it gives them meaning and purpose to their life. So when this type of person goes into retirement and now they've got seven days a week where every day is a Saturday and they no longer have that purpose, that meaning Monday through Friday, 
what do you do with your time? These people really, really struggle. And what I find is for this type of person, the first week of retirement, they kind of just relax. They kind of maybe sleep in a little bit. And then the next week it's, okay, I'm sleeping in. They're looking around. What do I do? They're watching a little more TV. And then kind of boredom almost sets in. Maybe they miss their coworkers. They miss that interaction throughout the day of Monday through Friday and that purpose. They miss that feeling of accomplishment, of an honest day's work. So for this type of person, the biggest struggle that I see them face is filling that sense of purpose. Now, on the flip side, I have clients that go into retirement and they say, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I am going to volunteer at the Animal Society from 10 to 2 because they love dogs, they love animals, they love cats, and they really, really like volunteering. And then they may say, okay, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to babysit the grandkids those two days. So these other types of people, they have no problem filling their time. And in fact, they say, I'm busier in retirement than I was when I was working. So I really, really encourage those pre-retirees, before you get into retirement, try to plan ahead. How do you plan on spending your time, spending your hours, spending your days Monday through Friday to replace what you were doing in your profession? Sitting on the couch and watching TV, number one, it's not healthy. And number two, it gets old after a while. And I see this quite a bit when we have one spouse that retires and the other spouse, maybe the younger spouse continues to work. The spouse that retires doesn't get to enjoy retirement on his or her own as much as if they were both retired at the same time. So in that scenario, I see quite a bit that the younger spouse will want to push up his or her retirement so they can enjoy retirement together. So to avoid being the first type of person, again, I encourage you to download and fill out that blueprint to a dream retirement. And one of the questions, if I remember correctly on it, is in retirement, I want to spend my days doing blank. And you can fill in the blank. Is it golfing? Is it gardening? Is it spending time with the grandkids? Is it going to the cafe? Is it volunteering? Is it being more involved at your church? So I really encourage you, plan ahead. Figure out what it is that you want to spend your time doing in retirement that will make you the happiest version of yourself. Again, the goal here is you don't want to be that retiree number one that fails miserably at retirement because they're bored out of their mind and they feel like they don't have a purpose. This couple went into retirement without any sort of plan. And this lady has told me numerous times that she would always ask her husband, are we going to be okay? And financially speaking is what she was talking about. And he would always say, yes, don't worry about it. And my question, and there's no going back at this point, but my question back to him would have been, well, how do you know? How can you prove to me that we're going to be okay? Show me the plan that will give me the confidence to know we're going to be okay. And why that's so important, why a plan is so important is because this woman is 57 years old. Her mother is still living at 87 years old. So if she makes it until 87 or longer, like her mother will, she's got another 30 years plus of retirement that she needs to make sure she gets right and that this money lasts for the next 30 years or longer. And that's why a plan is so crucial, especially if you happen to be the younger spouse in a couple in a situation like that. So I hope this episode has been helpful. Oftentimes, it's helpful to share stories 
of mistakes that were made because we can learn from other people's mistakes. I love that quote. It says, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. For me, the greatest takeaway of this Schroeder's 2022 U.S. Retirement Survey are the top six reasons why people are concerned about retirement in 2022. What are the challenges and concerns that people are looking at that have them fearing retirement? Well, let's talk about them. The number one of the top six is, is the impact of inflation. And more specifically, the fear or concern is inflation's impact or decrease of the value of the assets that one has built. 65% of people listed inflation as their top concern. Now, a year ago, that would not have been somebody's top concern. The next top concern that folks listed in this survey was higher than expected healthcare costs. I mean, that's to be expected. Healthcare costs, I mean, they're headed in one direction. They keep getting higher and higher and higher. Medicare Part B premiums keep climbing every single year, and that will continue. So that's something that you have to plan ahead for. The next top concern was a major market downturn, which is what we're experiencing so far in 2022 with this stock market, this bearish stock market, and that stock market's, of course, impact on someone's retirement assets or retirement savings like the 401ks or other retirement accounts. So that was concern number three. Concern number four is somewhat similar to uh, concern number two in regards to healthcare, but it's a health issue, an unexpected health issue that could drain someone's savings. And as we get older, of course, we worry about our health and our healthcare is more important to us, right? We're going to the doctor more. We know people who have had illnesses that have really impacted their lifespan. So healthcare is a concern for a lot of people as they get close to retirement. Concern number five is taxes. People are concerned of taxes reducing their retirement savings as they get into retirement. Now, that's one of the things that you can plan ahead for with your financial professional and a tax advisor that you might have. The idea is not to give Uncle Sam a tip. It's to reduce the amount of taxes you're paying in retirement by all means necessary. So that takes proper planning, and a lot of people don't want to devote the energy towards it, and they end up paying more in taxes than they probably need to. So taxes is concern number five. And the number six top concern that people had about retirement in this survey was not being able to afford the lifestyle they desire. So when people go into retirement, in my observation and helping dozens and dozens of people retire, they want to try to maintain the lifestyle that they've grown accustomed to that maybe the last five years prior to retirement. Maybe they're going to travel more. Maybe they're going to do more things, spend more time and money and resources on their hobbies and volunteering, but they do want to continue that lifestyle that they enjoy. So this number six top concern is, hey, am I going to be able to afford that same lifestyle in retirement or am I going to have to cut back somewhat? And I think really that ties into inflation. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people as prices go up and up and up. Well, people may travel less. They may cancel subscriptions, that kind of thing to cut back and reduce that budget. 
the worst retirement planning advice that I've heard in a long, long time. So I was talking to someone that was interviewing me, what I call a prospective client. They were interviewing me this week and they had mentioned, I was asking about their current relationship with their current advisor to try to get a sense of the advice they had been receiving. And we were kind of talking about in a roundabout way the bucket approach to retirement planning. And if you're not familiar with this approach, I'll kind of sum it up, but I have a couple different episodes that are devoted to this topic, explaining the ins and outs of the three bucket approach, why it works, why it's so simple, but yet effective for so many people. So check out those previous episodes. Those episodes are actually some of the most listened to or downloaded episodes on my entire podcast. So I'll refer you to those. But quite simply, three buckets. The first bucket is your emergency fund. We want to hold somewhere in the neighborhood of three months to two years of monthly living expenses. And this money needs to be liquid, accessible at a bank or credit union, preferably actually a credit union. We'll talk about banks more in one of the listener questions this week. And the reason behind the emergency fund is you're always going to have these big expenses that pop up, whether you need to replace your water heater or your furnace goes out or you need a new set of tires on your truck or maybe need a new transmission out of the blue. That's the purpose of the emergency fund. I have a client that calls it the God only knows fund. Then we have the next bucket. We have bucket number two. The job of bucket number two is to produce an income that supplements your social security income. So the investments, the job that we give bucket number two is to produce a monthly income that we can rely on. Now, we're not gonna get into the specifics of how you do that. It might be dividends, it might be interest, but the investments that you put in bucket number two produce this income. That's their main responsibility. Dave Ramsey says, imagine you have the goose, the goose lays the golden eggs, and the golden eggs are what you live on in retirement. You don't wanna kill the goose, which is your original principle, but you try to just live off of the golden eggs to supplement your social security. I love Dave Ramsey. I'm a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro for a reason, is because he keeps things simple and understandable to the average person out there. And then lastly, we have bucket number three, which is our growth bucket, because we know the cost of living, healthcare expenses are gonna keep going up and up and up. If you're retired for 30 years, over your lifetime, prices are likely gonna triple during that time. So bucket number three allows us to keep up with our standard, our rising standard of living that we're gonna need in the future. So as I was having this discussion with this individual this week, his financial advisor said, okay, if the stock market, our strategy is if the stock market starts to go down and, and thus your portfolio is going down temporarily, what we'll do is, is we want you to go out and get a home equity loan and we'll draw the income that we need to live on for the next year, maybe two years, and we'll spend the equity in your home and we won't dip into the income from bucket number two and we'll allow it to recover during that period. And this is terrible advice. We never recommend, or I never recommend, going out and getting a home equity loan and using that money to live on when the whole point of having bucket number two to provide you a monthly income to supplement your social security. I just don't understand that. It's kind of like there's either some life insurance agents or financial advisors that recommend using cash value life insurance to borrow the cash value whenever you take a, 
a withdrawal from a cash value life insurance, you're actually taking a loan from your policy and you're paying the insurance company an interest rate to borrow the money from your own policy. So these are a lot of times, this is whole life or universal life or something like that with a cash value to the life insurance. So yes, the advantage of that, if, if you're taking money out of the whole life insurance policy, yes, it is tax-free, but you're not taking a withdrawal. You're taking a loan out from the cash value and you're paying the insurance company an interest rate. The same would apply if you took a home equity loan out. And of course, the argument is, oh, well, the home equity loan interest rate's gonna be low, but it doesn't matter. It's just a terrible strategy. And a little side note, is if I recommended someone take out a home equity loan and invest the money, I could lose all of my licenses, all of my designations, and be barred from this industry for recommending that kind of advice. So today's lesson, if you're looking for retirement income and the market goes down, stick to your buckets, buckets one, two, and three. You don't go and take a home equity loan on your home and then use that money and spend it when you have a retirement nest egg that's earmarked and invested properly to last you for the next 30 years. And during that 30 years, the market is gonna go through cycles. On the way to reaching your goals, your investment portfolio will go up and down in value. But every time it does drop in value, you don't run out and, and get a home equity loan to live on for that month. It just doesn't make sense. And it's the worst advice that I've heard in years. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Vester are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.